The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. Imagine growing a business with high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, and wildly happy customers. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. LinkedIn News. Do you want to be a success? Your answer is probably yes, or at least kind of. The issue is what's the definition of success? Is it making a lot of money? Being a CEO? Well, we're talking all about it on today's show. From LinkedIn News, this is Get Hired, a podcast for the ups and downs and the ever-changing landscape of our professional lives. I'm Andrew Seaman, LinkedIn Senior Managing Editor for Jobs and Career Development, bringing you conversations with experts who, like me, want to see you succeed at work, at home, and everywhere in between. So if you want to be successful in the world of work, you can turn to a search engine and find an endless amount of advice. Here are the top three tips in just one piece that I found. First, think big. Next, establish a routine. And finally, find what you love to do and do it. Generally, those are all perfectly fine pieces of advice, yet they're simultaneously unhelpful. One of the biggest issues is what is success? Oftentimes, we use someone else's definition of success that doesn't align with our values, needs, and lives. In other words, one person's definition of success is likely someone else's nightmare, and vice versa. To sort through the complexities of defining success, we're joined today by someone with years of corporate leadership under her belt, Tiffany Human, who is a career coach and workplace expert. Today, she's sharing everything she's learned about being successful. Here's Tiffany. I am a career strategy coach and workplace expert. Prior to this chapter of my career, I spent over 13 years in the corporate space, working primarily at L'Oreal, where I had a very fruitful career path, achieving seven promotions in under 10 years. With that came a lot of learnings and insights and probably a good fair share of mistakes. I really want to pay it forward to others so that they can thrive. And obviously, you're incredible at it. You have so (laughs) many people who follow you and learn from you. I want to talk to you today about the idea of success. Success. Because I think a lot of people, they want to consider themselves a success. But a lot of times they either rely on not really a good definition of success or someone else's definition for it. How do you see just success in general? When it comes to success, I'm a big believer that there's not just one definition of success for us as individuals. It's going to look different for everyone. And typically it's a combination of extrinsic factors and intrinsic factors. Obviously, extrinsic things more common commonly associated with success may be like title or salary or status, symbols of some kind, right? And that's okay. And that's probably going to play into a lot of people's definition of what they're aspiring to achieve. I will say, though, and having lived through a career path myself, you come to realize the importance of intrinsic factors a lot more, right? Whether that is relationships, family, quality of life, balance, just overall things that are coming more from internal motivation and drivers. When you have a really good balance of the two, that that's really the sweet spot. And what that weighting is going to look like will, again, look different for everyone. But I really encourage our listeners to reflect quite deeply on what that looks like for them. How do you really want to measure your own life when it comes to success? What are metrics that you're going to look back on and be really happy with and know that this was on your terms, not someone else's definition of success for you? 
Yeah, I think that's a really fantastic response. And also for people who are early in their careers or maybe they're getting midway there, I think that's when the anxiety creeps in. They're like, things aren't working out as I thought maybe when I was exiting college and things are changing a lot. It's supposed to change, right? The idea of success that you have maybe when you leave college or high school should not necessarily be the idea of success you have when you're 35 or 40, right? Oh, absolutely. It's going to evolve as you evolve as a person, as a professional, in just the different life stages that you experience. I know for me, just looking back on my career of around 15 years in, in the corporate space, it looked very different at the beginning than even the mid-stages and towards the end. And this was actually a big driver of what shifted me into the work that I do now because my definition of success changed. The things that I wanted looked different and the importance that I placed on certain values of mine also drove a big deciding factor in, in those types of decisions. Yeah, and something that I have a discussion with a lot of people is the idea of a corporate ladder because I think a lot of people, especially when they're younger, have a more narrow view of the world of work and how careers evolve. They see CEO or C-suite, things like that as success because they climbed this corporate ladder, they got to the end, they're successful. And while that might be true, at the same time, not everyone can be a CEO, nor should everyone be a CEO. I should not be a CEO, I don't think. Not of a large company. But for people who have that definition, they shouldn't just be wedded to definitions of success that they were taught early on in life or what other people say they should be successful at. It could be that your success is being able to take care of your family. It doesn't have to be that you have a certain rank or a certain paycheck. I love that. I couldn't agree more, Andrew. I always like to position it of ultimately what makes you happy. I know it sounds like such a simple question, but it's such an important one. And maybe for some, yes, reaching that level of C-suite status is their North Star. And of course, more power to them if that's something that they want to work towards. It's not for everyone. And I think just going through those learned, lived experiences is going to give you a lot of validation and affirmation of what you really want. So it's good to have goals. It's good to strive to something that you believe is going to bring you that level of fulfillment and happiness. But you're probably also going to learn along the way that, hey, you know what? That's not for me. And I I had a very similar realization. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point. I was going through some LinkedIn comments yesterday and the one person was asking about, oh, I'm looking for a job, but I have so many different experiences and I could do this. I could do that. And basically what I asked them was, but what do you want to do? And it's one thing to say you could do all these things and also that there's lucrative areas, but it's also a question of what do you want to do? Don't go chase something that you don't want to do just because you think there's a paycheck attached to it. Obviously, it's important to get a paycheck and be able to pay your bills, but that's not the only thing you should take into consideration. Absolutely. I think that's such an important and valid point also when people are doing those types of reflections, because especially as it ties to more of those extrinsic factors, in this case, let's say income or money, if that becomes really a primary driving force, it's tricky because there often will never be enough, right? When you hit that milestone, let's say that six-figure salary that you've been gunning for, that you've been pushing for, and you finally hit it, it almost sparks, so now what? Yeah. And then 
it's this constant chase that is very extrinsically driven for you as an individual versus something that is intrinsically driving fulfillment, happiness, enjoyment, and really quality of life for yourself and what that looks like. So it's good having that balance, but to your exact point, and just asking, what do you actually want to do and have that build the life that you want to design for yourself? Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes down to actually sitting down and saying, what do I want? And also, what do I need? And for your clients, how do you coach them through that? Because I think for a lot of people, they want the stature, but at the same time, they also want to have maybe a good family life. I think that's the natural progression that so many face. I tend to work with a lot of high achievers, so you can imagine that they really do have big goals for (laughs) themselves. But nevertheless, more and more, I'm seeing a real importance on quality of life as well. And something that I take really seriously, even in my coaching, it's having that balance, really preserving well-being while still reaching the goals that you want, doing it in a sustainable way, sustainable success. Because you could do a lot of things to reach a very senior level in your career if that's what you're aspiring for. But at what expense, right? If that's at the expense of you, of your relationships, that could be pretty detrimental. And that's time that you don't get back. So it's something that I know my clients really appreciate when we walk through that and say, hey, what could this look like for you? In an ideal world, what would you want to have in these different compartments of your life? And how do we layer those in together so it's a lot more holistic rather than something that's just looks great on paper, but what you might come to kind of resent later on. We'll be right back with Tiffany after this break. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. A promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hi, I'm Tober Korn, LinkedIn's Chief Product Officer. On my podcast, Building One, we dive deep into what it takes to build great products. Recently, we had Zach Perret, the CEO of Plaid, and he shared about his struggles building a financial app for consumers and how he was able to turn it all around with a critical pivot. Take a listen. I personally couldn't resonate as much with the consumer set that we were trying to reach. I just didn't have that level of empathy. When we made the shift to building a B2B product though, I was building the product that I wanted. My co-founder and I were creating the product that we wanted ourselves and we had so much empathy for what that product was. Such a great insight. You know, in that sense, we got lucky because we were were creating a thing for ourselves. And then the people that we were talking to also had the same problems we did. They were fintech developers. We'd been a fintech developer. uh, We'd been trying to build a fintech product for a year. And so, we had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability to... If you want to hear more of Zach Perret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. And we're back with career coach and workplace expert, Tiffany Human. Something that you touched on is it's not just necessarily about the destination, which I think a lot of people struggle with. I know I did early in my career. And what I've learned since then is that it's not just about the destination. It's also about the journey that you're on. And it's something that after a decade and a half of being in the workforce, I finally sort of reached that point where it comes to the fact that 
I'm actually kind of happy where I am. And I want to keep growing, but I'm not chasing being a higher level manager. I'm not chasing being an executive because for right now, I feel like I have a pretty content life. And you don't always have to be happy because work is work at the end of the day. But thinking to yourself, am I content where I am? Then also focusing on growth, I imagine, is also a good way to view it. I really appreciate what you just shared about that. The the progression is incredible, right? That journey to get there, that's really where the gold is. You not only achieve that growth along the way and decide what's really important for you in that particular journey, but you can also learn and grow yourself of as an individual, as a professional, um, and recognize those different stages that you're experiencing as well through that journey. It's not just about that end goal, that outcome, that's great, but really appreciating the process to get there is something that a lot of professionals discount, unfortunately. And I know there's been moments in my own career where I've definitely been so goal-driven that I didn't recognize the progress. I didn't recognize how far I had come. And so today, that's something I really try to emphasize for myself, that as much as I put emphasis on goals and reaching certain outcomes, this was something that wouldn't have happened if I didn't do X, Y, Z to get there. And I need to really appreciate that and recognize that and celebrate that. I, I think another area that tends to come up a lot when it comes to success, it's a little bit tied with the comparison trap, but more so around the lines of feeling like you're not as far along as you should be. This expression that comes up, I feel like I'm not where I should be. I'm not as far along. And I always find that fascinating because it begs the question of to what benchmark, right? This should be. What's driving that should? Is it yourself? Is it society? Is it upbringing? And I think it's important to do that kind of reflection because the only way to push forward from there is recognizing and having that self-awareness of what can I do that's within my control to help me reach the goals that I have yet to achieve. Focusing on others is only going to really pose as a distraction unless you're using it as inspiration of what's possible for you. Yeah. And also, we obviously talked about don't rely on other people's definitions of success. Don't assume success means that you have a higher paycheck or a higher position. But there's people out there who say, listen, I may not know exactly what success for me looks like, but I know I'm not there yet. So what would your advice be for those people who say, like, I don't really know necessarily what I want to do, but I know I'm not there yet? Yeah. I think in those instances, it's important to really dig as to why they feel that way. It could be coming from a multitude of sources, but there's likely some core triggers that are leading them to feel that way. And it's probably going to tie back to some level of values. Maybe it's the fact that they really want a certain level of professional growth and they're not feeling that growth in their current organization. Maybe they thought that they would be managing a team by a certain point. And although it's not something they're doing right now, it's something that they aspire to. So they're feeling a little bit like lagging in that regard. So I always recommend like probing further to really understanding where is that sentiment coming from? Because only then can we really tap into that level of self-awareness here and say, okay, this is something that we could work with. This is actionable. Now, what do we do moving forward that's going to help build that path for success? I say this often, Andrew, and I, I still swear by it for myself to this day is create your own lane for success. Mm -hmm. Like no one is going to define that for you and nor should they. And you really want to pave that path for yourself. It's really crucial. Yeah, I think that's such a good piece of advice. And also the elephant in the room is that I think a lot of people say it's easier said than done. And it is because anything that you're going to do to change your life, whether it's your career or something outside of it, it's not going to necessarily be easy. Sometimes the stars do align. 
And it's an easier move than maybe what people expected. Yeah. But to get from point A to point B, especially in your career, that's all going to take work and some time. Yeah. And you want to be in control of that as much as possible. Uh, it's not a good place to be when you're more in a passive seat of your career and your career success. It leads to a lot of blind spots, a lot of traps that you could fall into that leave you feeling stagnant or stuck or frustrated. And so definitely recognizing those moments if you're feeling, okay, professional growth, feeling challenged is something that's important for me in, in terms of my core values. And when it comes to success and I'm not feeling that in this organization, give them a chance to help turn things around. If they don't know, they can't help. And if they can help, they're going to be a little bit blinded by the situation that you're finding yourself in. So communication is one of the biggest strategies that you can use to really express that and get the right support that you might be lacking. But if it does come to a point where you realize this isn't really for me, that's okay. And I think also, if you do feel stuck, if you feel like other lanes are blocked off to you, they're never really blocked off because you can always say, this isn't working for me anymore. I need to find something else. You could job search on the side. But that's where the work comes in. Definitely. Definitely. I hope everyone listening to this episode just feels empowered. This is your career. You can make changes. You could change your decision. You could decide at the start of your career that you want to be a chief marketing officer and then halfway through your career realize, you know what, I want to move into tech and that is okay. There's no one definition, as I said earlier, at any stage of your career, it's going to change, it's going to evolve. And that's really the that's really the fun part, right? And so long as you're staying true to yourself, I know this sounds cheesy, but it really is true. You're the one that's going to feel a lot more fulfilled at the end of the day because you're not going to have regrets. You're going to know that, hey, I made the changes that I needed to do. I made the decisions that I needed to do. I feel happy with where I'm at. Whatever that's going to look like, just really try to stay in tune with that and use that as your guiding light to the path that you're creating when it comes to your own individual success. Such great points. And before we go, is there anything else that maybe you want to tell our listeners or anything else you'd like to share? Trust in yourself. When it comes to success, this is your journey. We talked about that earlier, but please enjoy the journey. Celebrate your progress. If there's going to be a type of comparison around where you're at and where you want to go, use it against yourself. You know, where you were last week, last month, last year. That's really where the magic happens. And you'll hold yourself accountable. You'll put the right action steps into place to make it happen and end up walking away realizing, okay, I did everything that I could to live the life that I want. And give yourself grace when you want to make those changes and adjustments along the way. It's all part of the fun of, of mapping out what your success looks like. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's your life. So it's worth the investment. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tiffany. Thank you, Andrew. It was great to be here. That was Tiffany Human, career coach and workplace expert. Remember, it's up to you to put our advice into practice. Still, you always have a community backing you up and cheering you on. Connect with me and the Get Hired community on LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Also, if you like this episode, please take a moment to leave us a rating on Apple Podcast. It helps people like you find the show. And don't forget to click that follow, subscribe, or whatever other button you find to get our podcast delivered to you every Wednesday. Because we'll continue these conversations on the next episode, right here, wherever you like to listen. Get Hired is a production of LinkedIn News. This episode was produced by Alexis Ramdow. Rafa Faria is our associate producer. Asif Gidron engineered our show. Joda Georgi mixed our show. Dave Pond is head of news production. 
Enrique Montalvo is our executive producer. Courtney Coop is the head of original programming for LinkedIn. Dan Roth is the editor-in-chief of LinkedIn. And I'm Andrew Seaman. Until next time, stay well and best of luck. <laughs>